Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. I'd never been around a poly relationship before. Yeah. I did not know anyone like that. Like, I'm none of my friends, or, you know, we're all like valley girls and like, you know, normal. No <laughs> one's cool with their husband sleeping with another woman. No. Well, this is a great way to introduce you. Hi. So, welcome to Open Late, Miss Leah Griffin. Why, thank you. I am so excited because you are helping us launch a new segment or series of Open Late called Asking for a Friend. <laughs> Love that. I really have wanted my listeners to get to know me on a more personal level, on a more like low-key level. I'm not trying to educate you about non-monogamy, polyamory, but here's like bits and pieces of my life and how I came to be like this non-monogamous version of myself. And so who better to do that than someone who was in my home every day? And I've been in your home. Yeah, for, gosh, how long? It was over a year. Yeah, over a year. It feels like it was much longer. I know, it does. We became family, like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you sitting on the floor, uh-huh. like, for your interview. Because <laughs> you just sat with Warren. Yeah. yeah. Sat with Warren. Yeah. Hey, Warren. Who is sitting here now? My boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, Warren stay. <laughs> no. Okay. Of course, he's going to bump the cameras. I, I know. Warren, please don't bump the cameras. And you have Archie. I told you to bring Archie. I know. He's sorry. It's I okay. Did. I know. I should have. He would have been. But he. it's fine because I'd rushed home and then rushed. I didn't want Yeah. He would have sat right there. He would have been cute in the chair. Mm-hmm. I know. Next time. Next time I'll bring him. Because this is going to be a series. Yeah. He's all <laughs> Yes. Without any types of debacadum. So, as you can tell, Leah and I had... Very little boundaries. <laughs> it became very close, very fast. Oh, yes. I think it was all of like a week and a half uh-huh. before you were in like my bathroom while I was showering and we were just kicking yeah. it. And I was like talking to you while you were butt naked in the yeah. shower. And I was like, I can yeah. yeah. This is my vibe. But you were like family instantly. And then uh, I think it's important to me because there are a lot of people in and out of this home all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've never been one to like, you know, when, when people work with me, I don't want it to feel like this, like, boss dynamic. I've never been comfortable with that. And yeah. I also, people in my home, I want them to feel, like, welcome and good. And so we, I don't know, that rapport just means a lot to me because yeah. I want to be comfortable in my own home. I think, too, it was, like, for a minute, it took me a minute to get comfortable and realize that because I'm you know, I've worked in other homes where that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I have worked in a home, of course, where that was. But yeah. It's been a, it had been a while since that. Right. So I was like, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. And like the freedom, like you just like to feel like, oh, OK, like I can be myself. Like it took me a minute to like really understand. That. Yeah. I actually forgot about that, that you weren't like in the same kind of just like chill mode in your previous places. I always like think about the people that I know that you talk about so mm-hmm. warmly that yeah. I worked with before. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Because well, I'm not going to talk about the shitty ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, that. But I am so glad that we had our moment. You too. Now we get to be friends. Yeah, I know. We're just meant to be friends. We don't see each other enough. We don't. We don't. But we're your best of friends like don't have to see each other all the time. And when they do, it's like no yeah. time has passed. And that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Very true. But every time I see you, it's like we picked it's up where we left off. It's home. Yeah. yeah. And we learned a lot from each other. We learned a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. A lot. And I still do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I know that you you kind of came with some questions for me. I did. And I have some questions for you, too. So where should we start? Well, I'd like to, I think we should start with the fact that I will, I walked into this situation here when I came in here to be your guys assistant and in your in-home assistant um I'd never been around a poly relationship before yeah I did not know anyone 
like that. Like I'm none of my friends or, you know, we're all like valley girls and like, you know, normal. No <laughs> one's cool with their husband sleeping with another woman. No, no. Like I was always the weird one because I always liked to hear about my boyfriend's past transgressions. And like, I would always want them to tell me because I always thought it was so sexy when like, I'm it. Yeah. But like, I like to hear that. So I, when I came into the home, I remember prior to, because we, I got this connection through Casey. Oh, right. Yes. And she told me, Mm -hmm. she goes, so you, (laughs) they're in a poly relationship. And I was like, what? Like, what is that? And I was very unfamiliar with Mm -hmm. that world. Was she like, they're going to try to sleep with you? No, she didn't say it. She didn't say that. I was like, I hope so. No, but like, you know what the bad, the, I was thinking about that actually, because I think a lot of people would think that. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things is like, that never was like an issue. There was never any discomfort. And like, for a, from a job standpoint, like that's not always the case as yeah. women, as we know. Mm-hmm. And um, I never felt, never felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes never. Sense. Even amidst all the... <laughs> <laughs> the <Yeah>. madness <laughs> like I never felt uncomfortable I never was put in a position I always felt so cozy and like just like a cool. woman just never was made to feel like anyone wanted to fuck me so fuck you guys <laughs> sorry <laughs> man and that's like that I feel like well I, I take that really to heart and it means a lot because we have like they're not even just us but like there are a lot of people in our community and like our friend group and not that everybody's open but I'm always hyper vigilant about it because it's my biggest fear that and I think it's just it comes from the place that polyamory and non-monogamy gets really over sexualized in general so that I think when people come into a situation they bring that sort of whatever that limited understanding and they might project that and so it's really easy for people to feel that way so I'm always like extra careful I think I have a pretty flirty personality but I constantly check it or I found that I'm like oh like don't be like that because I don't want people to assume or be uncomfortable and so I've limited that over the years which I've just now started to like undo a little bit and I'm like oh it's really me me I can you know be that way but yeah it's been beneficial because I like to keep like clean lines for the most part well except yeah. for I don't have boundaries but me it's, neither it's better to <laughs> have gotten better starting here my boundaries my boundary work started in your home yeah not with you guys that. with my personal life mm-hmm. because as you know you are a like I mean you are a healer Mm. of sorts and of in all different capacity and um yeah I had I had no boundaries ever in regards to my relationships my personal relationships my family my life everything and you helped me with that because you are great with boundaries it's good to hear it's still a work in progress of course I mean it is but like you did help me like with boundaries that was something that's where my work started with boundaries here and now i live with marie louisa yeah. it's like the queen of boundaries so like boundary queen boundary queen yes yes the aquarius mm-hmm. girls but um yeah so but that being said i i agree i think when people hear like oh i'm po- you're poly like oh they, they want to fuck me or something mm-hmm. um that ne- that never actually crossed my mind honestly also i'm just a very open-minded person so like i just never was like oh that means they're gonna want to fuck like I just, yeah i don't think that way but i can imagine that probably a lot of people do and that's i think so yeah. i think over the years it's less and less that yeah. people it's become more it's hitting mm-hmm. more and more yeah understood maybe mm-hmm. yeah. it's coming it's coming more into the light i yeah. think yeah but i want to back it up just yeah. a smidge and it. talk about because you mentioned when you first started that's when your boundary work started mm-hmm. and it goes sort of along the same line when you first started you were newly sober yeah very newly sober i was oh one is four months oh yeah i didn't even think it might not even yeah three months sober mm-hmm. it was before covid yeah it was like yeah it was february 2020 oh that's right so it was like i and i got sober october 2019 okay so it was like four it was like three four, and four months. months yeah three to four months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um 
there's so much to talk about with your sobriety. But I shared with you the other day that I am, you know, not getting sober from a place of like having a problem, but I really don't find that alcohol fits into my life. And so I am testing out this level of sobriety. I haven't had alcohol in like four months. And so in to celebrate. Yeah, I'll show you celebrate. I actually <laughs> wanted to so that we can have a little make it a party, right? Yeah, let's make it. Um I'm testing these actually out for the party that I'm having on Saturday. Oh, that you'll be yeah, I will be. So it's already opened, Beautiful. but we get to have this while we talk about Sprite. So do tell me what it's is a this little you're pouring me? Sparkling non-alcoholic brute made in California Bush. by Shirley. And we'll start here. Okay. So, cheers to your sobriety. How long has it been? It has been three years and three months. Ah! <laughs> Congrats. Cheers. Thin. And, wow. Mm. Have you had this one? No. It's yummy, oh, right? It's good. It tastes, that tastes like, it tastes real. Yeah. And like, what, I mean, but it's grapes. I'm like, <laughs> what are they putting in here? It's actually grapes. Wait, so. insane. It's insane. De-alkalized white wine. This is amazing guava. Concentrate grapefruit June juice. Wow. Oh, man. Cool. Yeah, it's really yummy. Um, And so I'm really enjoying Oh, my gosh. I have to get some of that. That's so much fun because it's hard, you know, when I'm at parties. And then when I'm being sober. And it was really hard for me. You remember. Because yeah. you would. I would avoid. You wouldn't even go. I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Like, it was too hard. Not because I I wanted to drink, but because I felt so uncomfortable in my skin. And I just, like, didn't know how to be. Right. And when people ask you, why aren't you drinking? And it's so funny because that's the one thing people can never understand why people don't drink, which is so funny because it's like, how come you don't ingest poison? It's like, mm-hmm. what? You don't drink? Because it's so normalized. But, yeah. Yeah. But I don't drink and for a different reason than you. I don't drink because I'm an alcoholic. And then if I drink, then I don't stop. Yeah. So that's the difference between you and I. You're making a conscious choice. I need to go to AA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, but it's been a beautiful journey. Oh my God. And I feel like so lucky that I got to have a courtside seat to that. You got to, not, you got to see the nitty gritty though. Yeah. Like, I went through, it was, it was, mm-hmm. there was some time. I couldn't think. He he feels our emotion. I know do you feel. He feels yes. He feels it's getting like sweet in the heart because I that was hard. You know, it's a very the first year of sobriety, and I told my brother this who's sober as well now, and he's finished his first year of sobriety. He's on to his second. He's the right age. So proud. And he the first year sucks, man. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard. You know, you're faced with all those things that you have been avoiding your whole life with alcohol and drugs and all the things. So yeah. Um, and you got to be, <laughs> I was there you got to be a part of that with me, but no shit. Like what a fucking, what better environment could I have been? I mean, thank the, God. The incubator is what we call it though. Like, you know, cause you make, you make space for people to be people mm-hmm. in your home and have, you know, it's not like, oh no, you can't have a bad day. Yeah. Like. You guys always, and that's so funny because Robbie, I remember when <laughs> had a, <laughs> oh, he had a hard day once, right? When yeah. he started. I know. And I said, Robbie, talk to them. Mm-hmm. Just tell them what's going on. And the relief that came with that for him. He was, he also was not used to that. Yeah. And a lot of people are used to that in a home, working in a home. It's different working here. We're it's not very different. Environment <laughs> no, here. it's insanely different on it. We got a We always joke that Nicole is HR and yeah. she's just constantly putting out fires. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But Nicole, it's there's no other way to be when I think the work that we do, we have a lot of people in and out of our home all the time. And we both work from home and run like multiple businesses and nonprofits over the years here. And so it's we're not here to be like uptight and yeah. like you have to be a certain way it's like yeah because we're both into personal development and mm-hmm. healing and spirituality we know the benefit and mm-hmm. we know what makes someone you know at the end of the day more whole mm-hmm. more complete 
and they're gonna be better functioning yeah. and better at their job, yeah. frankly, because when you're, well, you know, so it's not like it's not totally like selfless in in a lot of ways. I'm like, if you I something from him, yeah, if I see this person grow and navigate the the ups and downs of their life in a really authentic way then I know how to have their back yeah. when they need it. And I know like the boundaries, right? Yeah. And I mean, there was that one point where like you needed to take time off. And I was like, that is what we're doing. I don't care what we have on the agenda. Like yeah. we're doing that, you know, because health is the most important thing. I know, I know. That was a that was a hard, it's also hard when I, cause I do, I suffer from depression. I am a firm believer in uh, medication for those types of things, you know, and um, my, well, for me, it saved me. But I was, it's hard for me to tell somebody, hey, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I need help. Like, I'm not okay. And I had to sit there and tell you guys that. I mean, that was a hard time. Because mm-hmm. you guys could see it. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And you knew. And I just, yeah. I broke. I broke on you guys. I did. I broke. And you made space for me to do that. Uh, we love you. I know. I love you guys too. It was a really, it was a really telling moment. But that aside, I will say too, as somebody who I like, I really love openness and Mm -hmm. I just live for like openness about sexuality. I love to talk about sex. I love hearing. Yeah. You do. I do. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. Mike, tell me what I want to do. And I just think sexuality is important. Gosh, I think like in another lifetime, I should have been like a sexual psychologist or something i don't know but we like, still could be i still could be there's true. lots of iterations it's true of career moves because yeah. like everybody always tells me their sex mm-hmm. stuff like i'm always like so non-judgmental because i just want to hear it. it's like so fascinating yeah so coming in here <laughs> coming in here it was like fascinating yeah. to me were you ready for all that were you like or this is going to be a new level they ready? I was definitely, I wasn't intimidated. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I can't handle this. This is weird. Or okay, right. what is this about? I was very intrigued. Mm-hmm. Also because I personally, my ideas of monogamy are not the norm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very, I've always gone against the grain and I've always been nonconformist. So like monogamy has always been very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And do you see yourself potentially in an open relationship in the future? Sure. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, who knows? And yeah. I would never say, never say never. Do you feel like, um, I don't think. Why I, are you guys looking? No. For, <laughs> for a new girlfriend. Do you want a girlfriend? Um, no, at the moment, because, you know, we're bringing babies into this world. Because I get asked a lot. Um, no. <laughs> I. I do feel like I I I feel like I don't know the answer to this. I'm I don't know if I've ever asked you if you even believe that monogamy can really work long term. Because like I know your relationship history mm-hmm. and like infidelity and things like that. So are you at this point feeling jaded about monogamy or you're like it can still be the thing. So I as you know, did my best friend has a podcast mm-hmm. called Broad Ideas. Yes. Which when I heard you on Broad Ideas, I was like, why haven't I had Leah on my podcast? I know. We'll give it a big plug because it's like the main reason I had the inception for bringing you on. Well, yeah. thank you. I, it was in the whole, the, the title of the podcast is Infidelity. Mm-hmm. Because we talk about that. They have very different views on it than I do. Mm-hmm. So they're very, you know. One of them is in a very committed marriage with children. Mm-hmm. Beautiful relationship, actually. They have a beautiful monogamous relationship. Probably the yeah one of the few that I oh, look at and I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah. they really figured something out. But they've done a lot of work on themselves mm-hmm. separately and together. And so it's yeah. really incredible. Um, but yes, overall, and we talk a lot about this on that episode as well, but overall, no, I think monogamy is, I don't believe that we biologically, I mean, this is just my personal belief and I don't, I don't think it's not possible. I do think monogamy is mm-hmm. possible. Absolutely. But biologically and from like a big scientific point of view, like I don't believe that that's what was intended. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think as human beings, like we're intended to be with just one person for the rest of our life. Yeah. Is it possible? Yes. Do people choose that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And some people more than others. And some people can do that. And 
all respect. Right. But overall, I think, you know, Rachel and I always joke about this because when marriage was like create or when, you know, people live to be 30 years old. Right. So it's not hard to stay married till you're 30. No. You know, it's really not. <laughs> but like, yeah, times have changed. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I agree. And I think everybody listening to the show knows, but I'm not against monogamy yeah. at all. I, I know a lot of really happy, happy monogamous couples. I think there's a big difference between like entering into monogamy because you think that it is the only type of relationship and like consciously choosing monogamy and consciously choosing your partner. So well said. It's a big difference. Yeah. That is so well said. I've never thought about that. That's a great way to put it because mm-hmm. it's like, I have to be monogamous because that is what society says I have to be mm-hmm. instead of saying, no, I just, I just want to, this yeah. is all I want. This is who I want. Yeah. And so it's forced on us. Monogamy is forced. I think it's been forced on society. Like, monogamy and this is wrong and like don't get me wrong like nobody wants to get cheated on right lied to and that's not fun but it happens all the time yes <laughs> because we're human beings and human beings men and women women too it's not just men they crave yeah of the novelty novelty they just want newness yeah. and it's interesting because like hearing like hearing you talk, it's like confirming some ideas that I have when you say like being with the same person, you know, until you're 30 versus being with the same person until you're 90 is hard, yeah. right? And it's like you actually can be with the same person until you're 90, but being with the same person sexually until you're 90 can be a challenge yeah. for, for some people the way we're wired. And that's the thing about polyamory that I love is it really helps you explore like getting different needs met from different people. I just read a really good book called um, Marriage from Miserable to Magnificent or something like that. And I'll link it in the show notes. It's so good. I did an episode a little while back about um, the different types of love because they detail it in this book. And I was like, oh, great. This is so brilliant. Because there's like um, Ludus, which is like playful love that you see like on the playground when people start to like their hormones are riled up or even how people are when they're like newly falling for each other yeah eros which is like new relationship energy you can't keep your hands off each other right falling in love which is really infatuation Mm -hmm. and then there's like the love you have for your family or your kids or yourself there's all these different types of love yeah and then there's pragma which is like the ultimate love Mm -hmm. which they talk about in this book that's what long-term couples really should aspire to because it includes everything Mm. sometimes you have to be there for your partner as like their parent maybe as you're aging and someone needs care yes and you know sometimes you're gonna have unconditional love for them which is like agape which is like i forgive you Mm -hmm. for like an infidelity or something like Mm -hmm. that and it's so i'm like going on a tangent but no it's interesting i think it's really powerful to look at like the dynamics of all these different types of love. The Greeks had all these words. We yeah. have one. I yeah. love you. And yeah. I say that to you or I say that to yeah. my future kids or whatever. Yeah. But very different things. Very different things. Agreed. And mm-hmm. and in a relation in a long in a relationship, in your relationship with Pasha over the years that you guys have been together, I don't doubt that your love changes from yeah. day to day. But like it's a love. It's just mm-hmm. there's different levels to it. Levels. Love yeah. is, you know, chapters, seasons. Yeah. That's what I love about non-monogamy so much. Yeah. Because we have had chapters where we've like closed and maybe not even intentionally closed, but like just we're not the beaver. Right on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm back. I have. Okay. So I feel like we're, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> we can be here for Do you edit these? Uh, hardly. Okay. I only edit if I feel like there's a real need for it. Like yeah. if Warren starts barking and running yeah. around, we'll edit it out. But, um, I want, so I want to know, mm-hmm. what was it like for you to really encounter, you know, the the nitty gritty, right, of our relationship? For example, having to drive like a, a girl, like another partner of Pasha's home. Mm-hmm. From Vegas. When they got back from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, when they had gone on their trip to Vegas mm-hmm. together. They went on a little like hot little weekend. Yeah. He went on a hot weekend with his like girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Where was on? You were? 
You were out of town. You was that? I think I was with Lauren doing a retreat or something. You were with Lauren doing a retreat. Yeah, yeah. So I was with my girlfriend. Yeah, he was with his girlfriend <laughs> um, at the time. And yeah, and I well, I felt I did feel protective for you. Like it was funny. Like mm-hmm. I got a little. I got a little like. You were a little activated. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it activated me. And it was so funny. <laughs> no, you're like inception. I don't. No, I think it, you. I think you like came to me. I did. I was like, wait, no, hold, wait, hold on. Um, okay, so yes for that, but also yeah. let's back it up to when you first met Lauren, oh, because yeah. that came earlier, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel like there was a very protective Leah because you you that was I had the mom energy yes I I given the to like Bessie yes, I enjoyed I'm it. very maternal and well, I'm, I'm older than you I am by like hardly okay answer. and I I will say like I there have been times in my life where I really need that yeah. you know like I I love having that and it makes me feel like safe and it's been nice because you know, Nicole wasn't living here yet. Yeah. And, like she gives me that mama energy now. Yeah. And my mom lives so far. Yeah. You know, so we don't like spend any time together. So yeah. in comes oh, yeah. Leah. The mom and your hands. We're with Lauren already. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. But you were with but I don't yeah. I hadn't met her and I didn't understand I didn't know that we hadn't dug into the nitty-gritty of the dynamics of your relationship with Lauren yet. So I just had heard about her, but I did not know like and I know that you and Pasha and Lauren have gone through different phases of your relationship right. with each other. Like there have been times where Pasha and Lauren were intimate and then they weren't intimate and then mm-hmm. you and Lauren were and then you guys you know it's been phases and when she was introduced when she was introduced I think it was during a time when her and Pasha were yeah in an intimate state and yes I felt very protective and like mom like you know like yeah the fuck is this bitch like, <laughs> yeah what does she think she you know this is her and I just, <laughs> it's her house. Yeah. And I just like, and I just didn't get it. I didn't know. Oh, so yeah. I, and also that the best part of it was like your reaction, which was so funny because yeah. you were just like, no, it's great. Like you were so unbothered mm-hmm. and like, if anything, like extremely supportive of it. And I know it like, it fed something in you. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Doing their thing. So but I'm just, I didn't understand. I'm like, how can she not be insecure or how could she not be yeah was it a was it like a barbecue or something the first time i'm trying to remember like where you were was it like a crawfish boil um, um maybe it was like maybe it was a crawfish boil or was or she just came she was here yeah and maybe like was up there oh they okay. came oh, then. oh maybe yeah so maybe. like in the bathroom yeah and then and i was probably like working Yes, you were downstairs. <laughs> That's what. And they went upstairs or something and had their a little thing going. Yeah. And you were just like not interested. <laughs> I'm like, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, you're like trying to put all the pieces together. I was together. just trying to understand. Mm-hmm. I just didn't fully get. Yeah. I couldn't from like also just like because I believe and I've told you this that watching. Oh. oh. Ward, Ward, can you go lay down? Go lay down. Come in. Go on your bed. Good. We'll Lord. have to edit that out. Go on your bed. <laughs> Maybe not. We know. Um, thank you. I know. We're gonna go on a walk. I'm gonna not say your name again because that's why you came mm-hmm. over. Um, I I really admire yours and Pasha's situation. I feel like because now that I've been introduced to this world mm-hmm. and your friend. Yeah. And some of my friends. It can get very messy. Yeah. There's work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I know that you've told me. Yeah. We've bo- I've had conversations with Pasha mm-hmm. and you about it, that you guys have put a lot of work into this relationship to mm-hmm. get to where you are. Because there were moments of jealousy at some point, and I know there were some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... I always say this, even to some market, I'm like, damn, I'm like, they fucking, they figured the poly thing out. Like, they figured it out. Yeah. I feel like we have, at this moment, at this moment. It, well, as long as I've been known you, which has now been, it's been over, yeah. it's been like three years. Yeah. I've felt that. And it can just be, you know, I look, I'm in your home. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm seat, I'm, I see everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and hear it too, because this house has been all. Yeah. It's like, you know, and like, 
I just, it was really impressive to me because I'm like, it can get messy. It can. It's messy. And the, the interesting thing is from my perspective, when people are like, oh, this can get messy. It's like a don't do it. Right. And I've learned over the years that like the mess is like where you can be like, okay, this doesn't work anymore. Yeah. We don't need this. It's like the mess is where you can actually sort out the like things that hold you down yeah. or, or weigh you down or hold you back. And it's not that I like want to run headfirst into drama, but being a little messy is kind of being in that like that uncomfortable zone, yeah. that like outside of your comfort yeah. zone, right? I mean, like when you go, when you're like on your sobriety journey, mm -hmm. right? And like, it's like you have to go through that mm -hmm. to get to this like incredible place. Yeah. And that's how I feel about non-monogamous relationships. And in a lot of ways, I feel like Pasha and I, people say this a lot, like, oh, you guys really haven't figured out. We're really well matched mm -hmm. as people. Yeah. And I mean, love your guys's. I love your whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I adore Pasha. Mm -hmm. Like, I have such a. Yeah. He's. He is precious. I know. And I love, I love how he is with you. Yeah. Like, I. He, he's obsessed. He's pretty obsessed with me. It's fucking adorable, though. It's so yeah. sweet and cute. He just. He really affirms our love. He does. And he just, he sees you and he affirms your love. Yeah. And. But he know I don't know, you guys just, you're a great match. Yeah. You truly are. And I think it's made it easier for us to do yeah. non-monogamy. But you guys are also uh, constantly growing and growing. Mm -hmm. Like, you never are like, okay, the work's done here. We figured yeah. it out. Like, never. you guys are always, and I, both of you, mm -hmm. and you've done it separately and together. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, the big thing. It's, like, you do it separately, and then you mm -hmm. do come together. And that's what makes it work it has it. it's made a big difference yeah yeah i'm like thank you mm -hmm. i appreciate the like acknowledgement and hearing it and one of the things that actually just stuck out for me and i really never been able to put my finger on this so i'm so glad that you brought it up because he is obsessed with me and <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna make a really interesting point here i think one of the reasons that i'm so confident Mm -hmm. And that it doesn't bother me to think about my husband falling in love with another woman because he has before mm -hmm. my eyes, before all of our eyes, mm -hmm. right? It's because he constantly affirms our yeah. love from a really authentic place. Mm -hmm. So for people listening to this, I think what I really want to like communicate and hope I drive this point home is, you know, we, we have a specific dynamic. There's yeah. so many ways to do non-monogamy and poly. And I think that's like such a spectrum and like find what works for you. But if you're in a partnership mm -hmm. and you want to, and you've been in that partnership that's monogamous, and this is like your person that and you're either married to or committed to for life, whatever. And you guys want to open up. Mm -hmm. One of the best things you can do for each other is get your relationship like so solid. Solid, yeah. And continually remind yourself that like this is your person and you're choosing this person right and you also have space to like be with someone else if you want mm -hmm. but you also get to have this and nurture this incessantly because he does mm -hmm. and it's taught me how to too i didn't really know how to like show love that way i didn't see my parents really like very i mean i didn't even never saw my parents yeah. together because they yeah. were divorced before i was like two yeah. but even with my when my parents both remarried with my step parents, um, never saw that. Yeah. I saw just a ton of fighting. Yeah. And I mean, my dad and my stepmom, my, my mom and my stepdad have been divorced for a long time, but my father and my stepmom now are adorable. Yeah. And, but they, they still bicker a lot, yeah. but I didn't see a whole lot of affection and like sexuality, sensuality, none of it. You know, I, there was a whole gamut of things and, and I grew up in a lot of, you know, different just different dynamics and learned about like was super brokenhearted when I learned about infidelity in my family and yeah. like you know so bringing all that to the table he's really shown me how to show love I didn't even know how to do it in a way that was like pure to a romantic partner I only knew like let me point out all your faults but I'll do it in a funny way because this is what we do in front of people is like we bicker and we fight but it's cute and it makes everybody laugh it's not no i mean 
you know, it is. I remember one time, this is one I like, because I always, Pasha's like you said, he's very affirming and like, it's not that you're not affirming, but he is more the affirmer. (laughs) But I remember one time you had a bad day. I don't know what happened. I don't remember, but I I kept my distance because you were having a moment Mm -hmm. and you went into his office and you sat on his lap and you cried. Mm-hmm. And he hugged you and he helped you like you needed him. And I just remember being like, wow. And it was just like really interesting because I was like, oh, she like, she fucking needs him. Because sometimes you're very independent. You're very yeah. like, so sometimes it's like, does she need him? And does she love him? Does she, does no, she like I'm him? Not. Question if you loved him. I know. You can't not love Pasha. Anyone yeah. who knows Pasha, you just love him immediately. Yeah. But I just, you're very independent and you're very like, you're just, you're really okay with him falling in love with somebody else. And you're okay with him, like, yeah, you know? And so I was like, I just, but I remember that day so well. It's like sand out. Wow. It was really cool. I'm trying to, I, I vaguely remember doing that. I've maybe only done that a few times, like in this house and kind of like that dynamic. I'm wondering, and I didn't close the door. No, I, I just like, it was open, what? but I stayed away. Like, yeah. I don't, I think you were just upset yeah. and you weren't paying attention. I don't, maybe it was like crap. I don't know, but I just, it was obvious you were upset and you went and sat on his, and I, I think maybe I was doing something in an area where you didn't give a shit if I saw or not. Yeah. Really. You were in your moment with him, but I just remember you like, it was, you were like fetal almost on him, like a little baby. And he like, knew what you needed to care of you and you needed him yeah and i was like okay like this is fucking cool wow thank you for bringing up that memory when i think about all the years i'm not putting that i was gonna say when he comes home later i'm gonna remind him yeah Yeah. and he is like so dynamic as a partner i mean he really can like get present and sort of assess what I need and either just like comfort me. Um, you know, he knows like not to go into solution mode. Yeah. Like as a lot of men do. Yes. I know um, men like to pick, they want to fix the problem. They do. Fix it, don't they? <laughs> you can't always, can't always be fixed straight away. Oh, I have another thing. Let's try a different. Okay. Drink, drink that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so nice because we can like keep tasting things. I love it. I mean, this no one favorite it. Drunk. I had when I went on. I just went recently went to Bora Bora with my. Oh, that's right with Johnny. Yes, with Johnny, with my person, my soulmate, and we they left non-alcoholic drink wine yeah. in our room, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. See, by the way, this is polyamory because like. Okay, so can we we can talk about Johnny? Do we have sunset? Um, Johnny is an incredible human who I've also never met. By the way, you met Johnny? No, I haven't. I met your brother. Oh, you met my brother. Never met Johnny, but maybe like over Facetime. So maybe yes. And I know you helped him, or he helped you guys helped with like. Yeah, we helped he do something like I got like you guys did that. You did like that reading for me. Right. Yeah, he like gave you the person. I think so. I think something like that. Yeah, astrologer. that was amazing. I'm glad. I think I still use the astrologer for myself. She was incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it Noella? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. Maybe that's okay. Familiar though. Maybe. Well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I wanted to. I digress. Johnny. Um. Mm-hmm. So you have basically been in a partnership. I would say with Johnny since you were a teenager Mm -hmm. and Johnny is a gay man Mm -hmm. who has had like, you know, relationships, of course Mm -hmm. you've had relationships, but like, he's your person, he's your life partner Mm -hmm. and you will likely be together. Like, it's not like you're going to leave each other's lives. No. And like, in my mind, I think that's a version of like, you guys will never be romantic, even though Paris Felton told you that you should sleep together. She did tell us to fuck. (laughs) We were both like, oh, like I doesn't want to fuck. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, no. I, Johnny, and the thing, Johnny's beautiful. He yeah. is a stunning man. He is a tall glass of water. Very, you know, he's sexy with his tattoos. Yeah. He's beautiful. I've seen every time I've ever been anywhere, Johnny, women are just like, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a beautiful man. But he but wants nothing to do with Nothing him. to do with women. But not, not that he doesn't want anything to do with women. He's just. Right. Sexually. Okay. Of course. But, um, he's my soulmate. 
Yes. And, you know, Johnny and I, yeah, I, I it's funny because, like, I'm like, I'm not huge on, I, I love, for myself personally, I love weddings. I, like, respect marriage and I get, like, something for everybody. Everybody's different. But for me personally, like, I was never that girl that was like, I want to get married and I want to have a life. Like, I just never, but never yeah. felt like, you know, like I said, I'm just a, I'm different. And I would marry Johnny. Yeah. Just like for tax breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not? Like, why not? Mary Johnny, we can fuck whoever we want and like come back home together and talk about it and like, you because, know, like, you grow old together. Probably rather live with Johnny than like live with your romantic partner. I don't tell you why. <laughs> it keeps the romance alive longer. Yes. Like, people are like, oh, wow, you push spent so much time apart. It's like, yeah, so I could miss him. Like, want to hop on top of him when he comes it's home. It's healthy. I can't with these. Yeah. yeah, but I get yeah. to like live with like Nicole and like Lauren's actually living here at the moment. And that's another thing. I love your living sitch. So you guys, it your I lived alone for a while. You I did. I split up. Well, I lived alone for a while, and then I had a partner for like a long time. I had a boyfriend for like seven years, and then we split up, and I was alone mm-hmm. during COVID, during yeah. early sobriety for two years, and. Fucking miserable. I know. And I remember, like, I broached that with you. And I was like, I don't want to be pushy, but, like, why are you living alone? But it's, you know why I was living alone, Jess? Do you know why? Because society told me that I should be, I should live alone. I am a grown woman. And I'm too old to be living with other people. Like, having roommates. Like, means you're not mature or something. Or something. Or, like, I, like... It's unheard of that I would choose because now I'm in a position. I have an incredible job. I'm making money. I, and I'm independent. I take care of myself. I could, I could live alone right right now. And nothing in me wants to. I'm like, I don't want to live alone. I, I don't, I don't want to live alone. I don't think ever. Yeah. Like I did it. I tried it. It's not for me. And you guys really normalized that too. <laughs> We've never lived alone. But you have you have it, but it's a beautiful thing. It doesn't fuck up your relationship. If anything, it just like adds to it. Yeah. There's people coming and going in a beautiful way. It's never like space is needed. When space right. is needed, it's given. It's yeah. not like there's we take our space. You do, yeah. but it's it you guys really have create like I really loved that. And so now I too. I live you with have it. it. I live with you have the exact same thing that we have. Yes. And, and, I, and I love them. And we love them. Yeah. So as we mentioned, you live with Marie Louisa. Yeah. Who you met at my retreat, correct? Which like always makes me feel so yes. like I have a little yeah. hair in the like a little magic, you know, yeah. vibes. Um, but it's nice and it, but do you know do you know that loneliness is the leading cause of death in old people who are not sick? Interesting. But like it's not. I don't know if it's okay. So <laughs> this is probably not scientific. Let's back. See, yeah. Polish is Um, but I think that so studies point to that loneliness makes you like contributes to a low immune system and things like that. I love depression and all of that. Well, even so, I because I do suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. And when I was living alone, I. We fell into a very bad space mm-hmm. while I was working, you know, yeah. and um, living with Brian Louisa mm-hmm. and soon I'll be living with her partner, okay, um, has helped my depression immensely. Yeah. Because sometimes I need, I need her. Like, she'll leave town and she's, and I'm like, oh, okay, when is she coming home? Like, I miss her. I want her to come home. I just, it helps me kind of take me out of myself. Right. And it's really been, yeah, I just don't want to live alone. And I, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, it feels like society. It's like, I sometimes like have this like fight with society with, we all do, I guess. And you, I know you have too with monogamy, with marriage, with, I should have, I should be married with kids by now. And, and, you know, house and all these things. And I've, I've, I've had to fight against them my whole life. And you've had to fight against it is. It's a fight because we're told, no, this is how it should be. Yeah. And fuck that. Fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. No. Like, no more. No more. I'm, I'm like, no. And it took me a while to get to that. <laughs> but like, no, you yeah. should do what makes you happy. And if it makes you happy to 
be in a polyamorous relationship with your partner and live with your best friends in your house and then fucking do it yeah it's like, incredible it's incredible also it helps with the rent in la because it's astronomical very expensive <laughs> to live here <laughs> exactly. um, but you're right and i think we're seeing the changes and it's like you know I, sure don't we all wish that we didn't care at all like what societal norms were and that we because some people might be listening and they're like well why do you even care and like why you know no one's telling you no one's like knocking on your door being like you shouldn't live alone but what happens is as young you know people i was gonna say like young women like young girls but i think it happens for everybody we're just a bit more socialized to be a certain way um but you grow up seeing in media and television and culture all kinds of everything entertainment ads that like this is the way to go and the cool thing is i think we're at the like leading edge of all of that really changing and i don't think like in our lifetime we're gonna see like some crazy radical shift where it's like this is now the norm but i think that we'll have space for all of it and whatever you're choosing make the space for all yeah and for it to not be like taboo not or taboo and not feel judged because because a lot of people and this is what i've heard just in my ears from even some friends of mine that when i was like around and in this environment mm-hmm. explaining oh no they're like oh well then they don't really love each other no there's no way they don't really love each other either you could never let your man fuck somebody else or let your girl fuck somebody. they don't love each other yeah. and i'm like no like <laughs> Yeah, you don't get the world ain't black and white, man. It's there is so much great, like, and you, you don't get it. And and I, I'm not gonna lie. There was a time in my life when I that too crossed my right. mind, and I'm like, how could they love each other, really? But it's like that is such a limited view. It's yeah, so limited. Well, and it's like what happens is for for those people who believe that way, like that is their belief that mm-hmm. love has to equal you know, monogamy, it has to equal this type of fidelity, right? It has to equal ownership. Like my love means like you are loyal to me, both emotionally, sexually, friendship wise, right? How many relationships like where people aren't even allowed to have friends of the, of other genders. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like, you know, partnership equals possession for people like that. And here's what like, okay, that's what you will. And I'm also in the main of do you, yeah, but do what makes you happy. If what if that's what you believe is love and that is love chicken to what. But don't knock right. my way. <laughs> Just because that's your way doesn't mean it's my way. Yeah. And that's where I get frustrated sometimes because I feel like people are quick to yeah. say, well, if it's not my way, then it's the wrong way. Right. And it's not only judgment, but like in the society that we live in, it can come to be like punishment punishment shamed yeah i mean who's the holistic um psychologist yeah when she came out i let holly lost hundreds of thousands of followers which is like so because she's fucking incredible yeah i mean amazing every single person you see on instagram follows her i would love to have her on the show so bad she's amazing yeah she's amazing and i remember hearing and i that like it just made me so sad like Oh, suddenly these people who really respected and and learned a lot from her Instagram account, which is extremely educational and informative, mm-hmm. suddenly were like, oh no, well, never mind. I can't like she doesn't know what she's talking about suddenly because she's in a public Right. And it's like she's yeah. a trained mental health professional. Yeah, it's so just, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of her like personal life choice that suddenly like people felt it just that that's a you know and that's a really good example of yeah that whole it's true it's it is really sad and i think we're seeing like extremes of it because our country is so polarized right now and like you know it's a it's a little nerve-wracking we're about to like bring some kids into this world and you know i get messages and dms that like i shouldn't be allowed to have kids because of my relationship and that you know so it's it's there are people who might actually be at risk for like losing housing or like losing their children 
and, and I'm this is kind of like extreme what I'm talking about, yeah, but no you have like no right not here, but like religious crusaders yeah, like at your doorstep. Yeah, there are real consequences, and so it, that's why it's why I do the show. It's because I think showing healthy yeah. versions of non monogamy where it's working and like yeah it's not always like perfect but it works and it's healthy i think is like the best thing i can do right i'm like doing my and part. you weren't always this open no young lady as a matter of fact there, when, no, yes you were private and i remember like you were reluctant because of your business and stuff to maybe like share like you were newly kind of out as Polly too when I came into your life like I yeah. think it had been like six months since you had like told your families or something so it was like relatively new and I remember you were reserved in what you chose to share of your personal life on your Instagram right and it was interesting to me you know because I was like I really so when you started to I I, I you know because I reached out to you and yeah. I was like hey, this is fucking badass yeah. what you're doing and it's just like I felt like good we need this this is what we need we do yeah and i'm happy to do it in fact like i i think i told you this the other night when we were together at the party i've like shut down all the other things i do i'm yeah. saying no to like everything else mm -hmm. and this is the only thing that i'm up to right now which feels really good educate only this yeah yeah and nothing else we tell them mm -hmm. and also yeah on the vein of having bringing children into a world of poly amory what the fuck? Like, that's just so many more people to love these little beings. Thank you. Like, yeah. I have a friend of mine has children with a lesbian couple. Mm -hmm. They asked him to be yeah. you know, the donor. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. And he's very much alone in their life. Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing yeah. to see. And, like, that, I mean, that's, the, that's a very non, that's not like a typical relationship that you see they're not in a poly relationship right. per se but like i love that you yeah. know and it's like it's just more people to love your children like mm -hmm. how is more love in your child's <laughs> about them going to hurt them yeah also how's more help for you <laughs> as a parent who's like trying to do all the things it's a bad thing i feel like i we've been talking about that a lot on this show because you know, it's topical and like, I'm, I'm, you know, going to be a mom soon. So I probably mentioned this person on the show, like every other episode, but if you're not already following, um, remodeled love, the day lovers, just the day lover, you would even let, not that you follow poly content, but you would love them because it's this. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Couple, they live in Reno and she's totally out and like creates a lot of content around like educating about polyamory but her husband's partner who's her metamor just moved in with them and it's like they're doing it for you know i think it was like nine months or something before she like goes to school i don't know i'm probably butchering that but they have two little boys and like now they're showing and she's showcasing like what it's like in their home and she's also I, i'm pretty sure she's like a child of development professional like a teacher oh, cool. of some sort so love that yeah and they call her mama ash and she's like she's my she's my sister mama like and she's openly sharing how like i was in a really dark place because i was so taxed and she's also like neurodivergent so being with her kids a lot can be very overwhelming for her and then she's not her best. And now she has this other woman who everyone, you know, online is like, oh, cringe, this is whatever. And it's like, how? These kids are benefiting so much. Everybody's benefiting. Everybody's benefiting from this. And I'm like, I mean, I get to have that because Lauren's here and Nicole is here. And like, I feel so lucky to like, also go into motherhood this way. It's not just about sex. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, of course, like, Polly, of course. And because sex is, I mean, Life is sex, and yeah. sex is life, and mm -hmm. so it makes everything 
everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how, how we're going to bring these babies. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they're coming. But like, <laughs> keep talking. Right. I'm going to add this to this because I, I figured out this really fun concoction. What is this? This is kin. Okay. So this is kin euphorics. It is, um, like it has adaptogens. You always have like the most fun, interesting little. But so sex is life and life. So is sex is life and life. Is <laughs> and poly, like, I'm in a poly really. It's not just about the sex either. It's about this relationships with these different people in your life mm-hmm. and having. And like you said, like there's gonna be times where you're fucking tired. Wow, well, you're not, you know. And Lolo, you're. Your life partner Lolo is going to be able to step up. And, yeah. like, you know, in other cultures, families oh, live together. Yeah. And you've got like 18 people mm-hmm. in the same family. I kind of grew up like that. Yeah. Parents, grand- grandparents, and great grandparents. But family oh. drives this family up. Can you be fucking crazy? And yeah. Like, but if it's the family you've chosen, Dang. who you also get to have like fucking amazing sex with. Yeah. But also, like, Mm-hmm. when you feel like it and also like love and like like yeah it's so it's so amazing it's like such a it really is a win-win it's a win-win uh but it's so lolo and i have moved into like a fully it's not even platonic is such a weird word because it's not but we're not like romantic anymore okay and i mean our relationship with that all of its evolutions but right. it's it's amazing to think that we can continue to just evolve mm-hmm. right and that's another thing that I feel like being poly has taught me it's like when something ends, we don't have to like be upset about it. I mean, we can, of course, there's yeah. no for heartbreak, but like things evolve and change and we don't have to disregard that or like not be in each other's lives or not be friends. We can celebrate that mm-hmm. or we can go through a period of mourning or grief or take some space and we don't have to lose each other. We can just become like different things to each other and that's been like one of the best parts about this because i have that with her i have that with another friend you know that like i'm so happy is still in my life and i'm friends with like all my exes but one i'm friends with all my exes yeah i mean we're gonna shit about it but i mean (laughs) i've had people give me shit about it yeah well the one i can see okay yes but but i but i don't think that you should not be friends with that person. Like, if you want to. I am. I don't yeah. know. I See, I don't hold on to things. I don't think it's healthy to hold on to anger and, like, it's not. It's not. We it's all like know that. Drinking yeah. poison and yeah. affecting the other So person. I'm able to, and I'm also, I'm an empath, and I'm very, like, understanding of humans and mistakes and fuck-ups and, you know, we all do. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But, um, yeah, no, I'm friends with all my exes. It's so much growth for you, I would say, because just knowing you, you're getting to relate to that person in a new healthy way and have different boundaries with them. And yeah, maybe they're not always great. And maybe it's been a journey and maybe you've had like missteps in it, but I would imagine now, and I can feel it, it's different, like, yeah you now relate to them in a different way. Like you don't have that. And if they had been just completely removed from your life, you wouldn't have that growth opportunity at all. And you wouldn't be able to say, well, I'm in a completely different place. I look at you differently. Also like processing it, just like how I processed in the whole thing too. Like, you know, yeah, it's really interesting. But yeah, I just, I've never been in the vein of like, oh, you're not my boyfriend anymore. Well, then you're out of my life. Right. I have nothing to say to you. It's like, no, like there's, I, I don't understand that. I mean, unless somebody like really like, unless somebody murders your fucking, you know, <laughs> dog, I guess. <laughs> but like, right. there's really, you know, like, yeah, after you can get past things, I, I think, think you can get past things with. I agree. It's so healthy too. Really is. Yeah. Wow. Cheers to that. Let Cheers. me know what you think of this because I tried okay. to make it like an Arnold Palmer. Okay. It does taste like an Arnold Palmer. What is it? Right? What is Kim? Mm. I mean, they have a lot of different flavors, but this is, um, these are so interesting. Okay, so Euphorics for Humankind. Okay. It's a lifted mind, relaxed body, kinder mm. spirit. And this one is made with like, wait, where's the ingredients? It's hot girl here. It's okay. Um, hibiscus, licorice, orange peel, mm. citric acid, and sea salt, all bliss, no booze. Yeah. 
it's a neat thing and it has like niacin vitamin b it's real yummy and i'm gonna serve it at my birthday you should this weekend you guys always had the non-alcoholic that's another thing too it was really great being in this environment getting sober Mm -hmm. because none of you guys really drink that much it was so interesting to me you would have these parties and like there was never that much alcohol around and i was always like Fuck. Like this is so because to me, yeah. it ain't a party, right? Like you know, raging. Yeah, it's like <laughs> stuff. So it was so funny when I was younger, for sure. Yeah, I mean, in my twenties and early thirties. But but were the years, I've definitely slowed down because I don't like who I am after you know two drinks. And we've like had this conversation, and like I said, like this is kind of a conscious choice for me at this moment. But I. There's a ton of alcoholism in my family. I come from a line of alcoholics. Yeah. And I have a feeling that if I were still drinking three, four, five drinks in a night at dinner, I would be not a, not a great person. Like sides of my personality would come out that I don't enjoy and I wouldn't feel great. I mean, I remember like in my 20s, and granted, like we're all kids yeah. at that point, figuring it out and yes. making like a ton of steaks. But I would not remember a ton. Like, I would black out and I would wake up in the morning and be like, Who do I need to apologize? And shame. And you're like, What did I do? And yeah. And such an interesting thing, really, in alcohol. I just, I trip out on it a lot because, and it's so funny because growing up, you know, weed was demonized mm-hmm. until it, now it's legal. Right. But the, every meme on Instagram during COVID, you're talking about how alcohol is so celebrated. Um, you know, you'd see all these memes of people pouring, like, um, I'm only going to have one glass of wine and it's like a few in the whole glass. Yeah. And like, first as somebody who's in AA, you know, it was very difficult not to drink during COVID and get sober during COVID because meetings shut down. So you had to do zoom. So I had to do, and you couldn't have that person to person contact. And a lot of people fell out Mm -hmm. because it was so hard. And it was, and then you're seeing all these things of it being celebrated. Yeah. And it's like, why? But like, I get it too, as somebody who like, I loved drinking. Yeah. I've loved to drink. I love nothing. Yeah. I love wine. It's such an accepted way to cope. It is an accepted way to cope. And it's, but that's the thing. It's not coping. Mm -hmm. It's numbing. Mm -hmm. It's an accepted way to numb. Yeah. The pain that is life. Yeah. To avoid feeling. Yeah. It takes that away, you know? So it's just so interesting. It really is. I mean, if you do some digging, you'll find that the alcohol lobby is very strong. It's, we don't talk about it a lot, you know, in this country because it's not like a very polarizing thing. Like most people like alcohol at some level, right? Unless you have like an issue with it or you've chosen not to have it or like you're a relative of an alcoholic and like have had that negative experience mm-hmm. but the majority of our country loves it and you know this is not like i'm not bashing alcohol in this if you don't have an issue with it no. great but as long as you have a healthy relationship with it like everything in life yeah, like everything in life any uh, dr- any drug for that matter, yeah. weed even like i know a lot of people that don't have a healthy relationship with weed yeah i didn't have a health i loved weed you know but like I would smoke weed all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, and you're not Cali sober. You're fully sober. I am a dead ass yeah. sober. <laughs> okay. I have nothing to numb the pain. <laughs> I have to ride through it. You so like fun. Way. Yeah. You know what? I do. I mean, they say in AA, they're like, um, one of the sayings, and I'm going to not say it properly, but it's it, to the effect of, uh, we learn to handle situations that used to baffle us. Mm. And it's so true. Like, you have to you have to figure out another way because you can't numb it you can't run from it you can't hide you can't you gotta deal with that you have to deal with stuff and it's very hard to deal with things but that's you gotta go through them you have to go through to get to the other side it's the only only way otherwise you're stunted i mean you won't you're not gonna you're not gonna grow you know i just want to keep growing Going. I said, started here. We yeah. started at the main house now yeah. here. Started at the medicine. Yeah. This has been so amazing. I'm so happy. I forgot we were going to be doing a podcast. I know. I didn't need to. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of lights. Yeah, cameras. Um, but 
we yeah we started this new series and i'm happy that you were here to kick it off i feel like asking for a friend is really going to just be a bit more like life stuff yeah and it makes me really happy because i get to like be with the people that i love and just like shoot the shit yeah drink the tea whatever i would love for like so many people that i love and know to like just just sit down in a circle and talk about this Mm -hmm. because i just feel we've all been conditioned myself included and i fought against it my whole life but like my dad too to just feel you know that things are supposed to be a certain type of way and i just love that you're saying hey no it's okay yeah well, I'm here to talk about it. And so yeah. anyone else that you want to talk about it, mm. let me know. And I'll bring you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring I would love that. I actually, I've been, I've been thinking about potentially doing like more even groups. Like, I don't know how to manage it with all the microphones. I know it's hard probably. I like multiple perspectives. Yeah. And like the view. Not that yeah. I've like watched that in a yeah. million years, but it's like six people. It's like, the <laughs> so maybe, maybe not the new style, but like, like a panel where you know, you have healthy versions of things and you have people that are going through or coming out of like, well, it's not healthy versions of things. I feel like our world is missing communicate communication healthy communication. Right. That's what we're missing right now. Even with politics, it's like nobody wants to listen to each other. Everybody just wants to talk over nobody's actively listening. Nobody's yeah. really hearing what other people are saying. They wanna just say what they wanna say before they can even take in what the other person is. They all need a course in nonviolent communication. Literally. Yeah. It's insane. I just I I might not agree with a lot of things, but I always want to hear or I want to hear it and try and understand it, even if I don't agree with that. That is such a beautiful way to live because it also, like what you do is you create space for people to meet in the middle. And I think what we find when we have those like openings of like, yeah, like share with me why you feel this way. It disarms the other person. So there's not really an attack and they don't feel attacked. They don't feel like they need to defend themselves. And they can really share their truth. Yeah. And then it can be two people coexisting, living their truth. Mm-hmm. Whereas like what we have now, it's like, no, let me try to tell you why my way is better mm-hmm. or why your way is wrong. And it's like, you don't leave space for people to just live in, in their truth and coexist with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've yeah. moved from like, like live and let live to like, trying to conquer and be the same and we're not and that's like what's so like the beauty of the world that we live in is our diversity is like what makes us such a beautiful planet fascinating yeah i agree i love diversity i just i relish in it yeah well i love you i love you i relish in this i love you (laughs) do you know when nicole made lemon bars I want one. I know. I know. I want a fucking lemon bar right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Minimalist baker. Lemon bars. Get the best. I love you too. Thank you so much for coming. Bye. Bye. Bye.